Welcome to the EMSO Talks podcast. Hello and welcome to EMSO Talks and our series called Fika with Jens. As some of you know, I'm Jens Nystedt, co-CIO here at EMSO. As you might remember, we've had a few of these episodes now. Thank you very much for your feedback. The idea is to take a short break in your day, sit down, preferably with a cup of coffee, have some of those Swedish delicacies and listen to a little bit about what we're thinking here at EMSO, especially about recent market developments. And as usual, there's a lot to go over. For those that are more curious about what the Swedish FIGA is, there was a Wall Street Journal uh, article actually last week where they talk about FIGA as the secret behind Sweden's success. So if you have the curiosity, take a look at that article. But uh, the basic idea is to take that break. So really, since we last spoke at the beginning of December, I think that the main event was really the Fed pivot mid-December. It really meant that we fast-forwarded a lot of our return expectations for 2024 in a very short period of time, the last two weeks of the year. Therefore, I think that we've had a little bit of a tougher start in EM fixed income, given that strong end uh, of 2023. At the time of this recording, local uh, fixed income benchmarks are down about 2.7%. And uh, the MB Global, so external debt, is down somewhere around 15 to 1.8%. U.S. Treasuries, however, is, I think, the main culprit here. If you look at um, um, some of the uh, drag that U.S. Treasuries represent for the hard currency external benchmarks, that drag has been two percentage points. So adjusting for the U.S. Treasury drag, you can see that spreads actually in emerging market credit have been fairly well behaved. So they've been tightening in a backdrop for U.S. Treasuries have generally sold off. Now, I would also say that we've had a, quite a significant repricing this week in terms of Fed rate cut expectations. The market was as optimistic as thinking the Fed could even cut 150 basis points or more this year. After a too hot a CPI print for January, we are now uh, pricing roughly around 100 basis points relative to the Fed's own signaling of around 75 basis points. The message from Fed speakers, and there haven't been too many yet after the fairly hot inflation print, suggests that they want to see inflationary path actually confirming what was well underway during the last six months of last year, challenged a bit here in January. But from a core PCE perspective, I think there's little reason to think that they're going to materially revise either higher or lower their Fed path in uh, their next FOMC meeting in March. I would also argue that some of the repricing that we've seen here in terms of Fed interest rate cut expectations reflect the strength of the U.S. economy. We had a non-farm payroll print here in January. Yes, there's a lot of seasonal adjustment problems, but it was generally stronger. I think throughout all of last year, the dog that didn't bark was really weakness in the U.S. labor market. It's slowing down, but it's still quite strong. So we've had a situation which can be only beneficial for emerging markets where the famous word of Goldilocks is being used, that the U.S. economy is just strong enough to support global growth, but not so strong that it creates a new wave of inflationary pressures. This is being recorded also after a weak retail sales print, 
So clearly the U.S. consumer, that is a big part of the resilience in U.S. growth, um, has had a little bit of a hangover probably after very strong holiday-related sales in November, December. So I think at this point, the narrative that we were running with ever since, I would say, the end of uh, um, Q3, which was that we had a period of U.S. exceptionalism, so uh, but that we're getting close to the peak of that. And we also had a period of Chinese growth disappointment. And it seems that that growth disappointment has peaked as well. The combination we felt towards the end of the third quarter was quite beneficial for global fixed income markets and EM in particular. Now, given that strong U.S. data, we have to kind of revisit, can the U.S. actually re-accelerate here? And I think that uh, that's really an open question still, uh, and only more data, especially ahead of the March FOMC, will tell us whether it's retail sales that is giving us a better steer, is this the U.S. labor market through the non-farm payroll, or are there some of the survey indicators which still suggest that the labor market is not re-accelerating, even though it's probably not weakening too much. Well, that's a lot about the Fed and the U.S. growth. So what does it mean for emerging markets? Well, we made the case that 2024 duration will be your friend, regardless of whether or not the Fed is cutting three times, four times, five times. As long as it's in the context of better behaved inflationary prints, that should still be quite supportive for the asset class more broadly. And duration here is helpful, and we will probably see a grab for duration. It has really already come up in the context of EM investment grade. EM investment grade looks expensive to us, but uh, it's probably a little bit cheap relative to US investment grade, which has performed even better. And uh, we are seeing crossover flows coming back in size in January, so much so that it actually more than offset several times over probably some of those dedicated outflows we saw in EM-dedicated funds. It's the first time in years we really see a significant attempt of crossover inflows coming back to emerging markets. So if we combine that with, let's say, a turnaround in performance, that could set us up for a rally where EMIG gets even more expensive. Some of the higher quality parts of the high yield spectrum also will see continued strong spread performance. And uh, we would probably assume that in that environment, more dedicated emerging market investors will go further down the credit spectrum even more so to pick up some of the issuers that had underperformed because they couldn't access the markets. Uh, what we've seen here in February and late January is that we have single B issuers coming back to the markets for the first time in at least a year or two, and they can actually uh, take care of some of their lumpy repay repayment profiles in 2024, which means that uh, any fears of any kind of sovereign debt distress has actually been reduced. They're paying up for it, but they're certainly reducing the chances here of something more um, challenging with regards to not being able to service the debt. Kenya's liability management comes to mind. We had a first-time issuer such as Benin. So overall, for EM sovereign credit, it has remained a fairly benign environment, especially on the spread level. However, the valuation case is challenged, especially, I would say, in IGBB space. Turning to 
the markets that we consider, I think, the most attractive, it's really um, uh, real rates in uh, local markets. There, a number of countries are still offering you ex-ante real rates somewhere between 6 to 8%. If we look at one-year inflation expectations, uh, central banks in emerging markets continue to be quite prudent. We see a market pricing in terminal rates that may actually be still above neutral. A couple of major central banks haven't even started embarking on rate-cutting cycles. And that's probably the area where we continue to see the strongest potential for, for uh, good performance, especially in the first six to nine months of this year. Uh, but it's not uh, something that is across the board. We still have negative real rates. Of course, Turkey stands out. And, but Turkey could quickly come back into being a, a country that could be broadly favored by the market after its local elections and March. For EM currencies, we find that more challenging for this year. It has uh, still um, a, a problem with a strong dollar headwind, with uh, the dollar, if anything, somewhat appreciating, um, with uh, elections being on the horizon in the U.S., EM currencies, and especially Asia currencies, I think, will uh, face performance challenges. And at best, you can probably collect uh, a carry that looks decent, but at this point, probably even below the averages. So if we ranked opportunity set here and now, it's probably led by EM local markets opportunities, especially in those high real rates um, countries, followed by select sovereign high yield stories, that are still cheap uh, relative to their lower credit ratings. There are opportunities there. We still have some of the debt restructuring stories as they're trying to negotiate themselves out of their debt restructuring. Ghana and Zambia, Zambia have been long delayed. Marginal progress is being made, but uh, this could be the year. Argentina is also in the midst of a reform program, suffered some setbacks, but it seems that uh, the combination of... Uh, a strong harvest and continued attempts to do a really significant fiscal tightening as long as the populace supports uh, President Millet, uh, Argentina could be a strong performer this year. Pakistan as well has gone through elections and I think that that really takes you to one of the main themes that uh, a number of market participants have flagged, which is 2024 being the year of elections. From our side, I mean, we just had Indonesia. Um, there will be local elections in Turkey, as I mentioned. Pakistan had elections. Uh, outside of the individual countries, I think that the main theme and the main risk to the outlook for 2024 are the U.S. elections. And uh, as I mentioned, that should have a particularly impact on some of the Asian currencies. I think that the risk of further trade tariffs... Um, uh, across the board, 10% import tariff uh, are things that the market will have to uh, price in, depending on who ultimately wins those elections. But that is for another FICA and for another time. So um, with that, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. And if you have any questions, please do not hesitate to contact EMSO Investor Relations, and uh, we would be more than happy to help. Thank you very much.